What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, and joining me on this edition is Sean Walker. Yo! Our target to review for this edition is going to be Season 1 of Marvel's Luke Cage. And if you don't know what the Review Point podcast is, it's pretty simple. We do our best to try to break things down into positives and negatives, hereby referred to as the hits and the misses, because that kind of goes with the gimmick of the title. And I'm lame like that, so I like to do stupid puns and all that other kind of shit. Uh, But before we get started, I want to warn everybody, there are going to be spoilers for this, so if you have not seen the movie, not the movie, the uh, TV show yet, and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this, go watch all 13 episodes, and then come back, because we're going to be talking about everything from start to finish here. And also another warning, there's no swear jar for this podcast, so I ain't giving you any fucking money. (laughs) Uh, Well, first impressions, though, I want to just get... uh, I already did a First Impressions podcast where I reviewed episode one, but Sean, what were your thoughts after the first episode? After the first episode? Mm-hmm. Just specifically the first one. I thought it was going to be good. Going into it, I was like, Luke Cage was like the best thing for Jessica Jones. Definitely. And then watching this, I was like, ah, oh, here we go. I'm going to be stoked for this. Good, good opener. Good characters. So you weren't too fond of the series or the season? No. No, I was not. Where would you rank it when it comes to... We've gotten Daredevil 1, uh, Daredevil 2. Well, we had Jessica Jones in between those two. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil 2, and then this one. How they uh, compare to each other? Uh, On the scale, I would go Daredevil Season 2 as the best. Agreed. Then Jessica Jones. Disagree. And Daredevil won. And then... Yeah, Luke Cage is last for me. Didn't enjoy this at all. Really? See, I put Jessica Jones last, because I hated half of that. Other half of it was great, but, like, one of my biggest criticisms of that show, and if people want to hear more about our opinions about that, go check out that uh, that review point, but I really hated the, the side plots for that, because it didn't feel like it was the same story. And what I liked about this one... It all did feel like it was going from beginning to end. Like, uh, the nuke stuff from Jessica Jones was like, are you really going to get sidetracked with uh, Trish Walker's family and stuff when I really just want to know about Kilgrave? And this was all the Harlem story. So I actually like this probably on par with Daredevil Season 1. Maybe a tiny bit underneath it. I don't know. I'd Mm. probably have to go back and check out Season 1. But Daredevil Season 2 is definitely the best. The Punisher shit was awesome. You know what my biggest disappointment was about this? There was no Harlem Shake. <laughs> there wasn't a Harlem Shake that I could have spotted. I'll have to say my biggest disappointment out of the whole thing, the biggest miss that I would put out of this whole thing, we're kind of skipping to the end here of what the biggest hits and misses and stuff are, but no Jessica Jones at all. They made a reference. The references here and there, but like she should have shown up at some point. Maybe like... Or- the very last uh, episode, she could have been a part of the, the crowd or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I really was expecting her to at least show up in in one scene somewhere. They didn't even show yeah, a picture of her. At least Trisha Walker had her own video show back. That's one of my hits, actually. I loved that they had her in the background. Uh, Trish Talk, I think is what it was called. Yep. So that's cool that they were kind of bringing that in. It's another little way to like tie everything together a little bit here and there. Cause that's 
something that they are doing great with. Like, uh, I loved one of my favorite parts about this was the guy with the bootleg DVDs of the incident. And it's like, oh, I got the footage of the uh, Incredible Hulk and all that other kind of stuff. And then they tied the incident together with they're making the new guns that are the Judas bullets. And of course, you know, when you start seeing people that are, uh, they've got bulletproof skin and stuff. And the more superheroes are out there, the more the cops are going to want some weaponry that kind of fights against them. And the more that the criminals are going to want to fight against them with that kind of tech. So cool way to incorporate alien tech with a bullet that can actually pierce his skin and, Big thumbs up when it came to uh, when it came to that. What do you think about the the tie-ins where it's like, you know, uh, uh, Scarf is saying, "I want my sidearm to turn into a magical hammer" and all that. I th- I thought it was great. My favorite tie-in was when they were describing the bullets and they were like, "We don't want Frank Castle to get a hold of these bullets." I thought, yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. Especially because it's like, well, now you know that they know Frank Castle's the one who went around as the fucking Punisher. It's just the little things, you know? And the fact that the weaponry was from Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. So it specifically was like an Iron Man 2 thing and not not just kind of like, well, we found a new guy and he's working on the streets or something. It was like, no, these are Justin Hammer weapons. Which is a shame they didn't have the, uh, oh, what was it called? The the ex-wife? That one bullet round from, uh, from Iron Man. Didn't oh, end up doing can't... anything. That was uh that was a good little joke in the movies, but if they would have brought that in the here, it would have been even funnier. But I loved that. I loved uh, anything that they did that kind of tied into something else. At the very end, the last episode, Claire pulled a little tab from um something that was like a little flyer, and it said Colleen Wing for like martial arts training. Colleen Wing is going to be a main character in Iron Fist, so they're building a little bit towards that. Thought that there would have been a Madame Gal reference because they referenced her quite a bit here and there throughout the other things, but no Madam Gal. Disappointed in that. Uh, running through, I write, write down a couple things already on my hits and misses. Um, I thought one of my favorite parts about this, funny enough, was just they took a lot of, I don't know a lot about some of these characters from the comics. I'm assuming that you're not incredibly, incredibly familiar with them either, right? I haven't got a clue when it comes to Luke Cage, mate. Yeah, I mean, Luke Cage is one of those series that it's never been popular enough for me to really get into it. Like, even something like uh, Green Arrow, before the TV show started, I didn't know almost any of his villains. And the TV show got me to sort of get to know a couple of them. And then I did my research, and you know, because Wikipedia is great. So, throughout this uh, season, I was going through, I'm looking up some different things about some other people and stuff. And just like every other MCU adaptation, they did a good job taking these characters that are pretty obscure or, like, really weird from the comics and making them into something cool. Like, Cornell, in the comics, he's actually Cornell Cottonmouth, not Cornell Stokes. Cornell Stokes is so much better than Cornell Cottonmouth. They did reference his nickname, though, Cottonmouth. Yeah, but, I mean, it's better for it to be a nickname than for it to be his actual name, you know? I'd have liked to see him eat some cotton wool, though. I was, I was there. That's why I was like, that's why he's called Cottonmouth. And cotton uh, what's her name? Mariah Stokes. They called her Black Mariah at one point, but thankfully she's actually got the political stuff and she's not just some enormous 
obese woman from the comics. <laughs> but uh, I liked pretty much all the villains on here. I mean, there's a couple I'll point out in a little bit, but uh, Cornell, I I thought that he was a good hit. He was I especially a hit. loved the, the the shot where he walks into the frame and it, the Biggie Smalls crown is on top of his head now. That was cool. Big E Smalls. The Big E, the Big E Smalls. Uh, I was surprised that they killed him off so early. Were you? I was surprised. I was expecting like episode ten. Mm-hmm. 11 maybe like Not, i knew that they like were setting six. up diamondback that they were hitting that name real early on so it was like all right diamondback's coming into play at some point but shit i mean it was like what like episode five is when they called him i think maybe episode I think six? It was five five or six so that was like halfway through and it was like damn there goes our main villain already yep i was kind of sad to see him go that actually kind of makes me want to bring into a sort of a hit, kind of a miss. I guess you could call it the ricochet sort of thing. The mid-season split, it really, like, it makes it kind of hard to digest this all in one time. I know that you were saying that you needed to take a break. I ended up taking a break. Do you think that they would be better off if they did two halves of a season and separated it by a couple months? I would have been happy with, like, having two episodes per week. This shit was long. Well, they also, I mean, it's kind of our own doing to try to to binge it. Like, we could watch an episode a week if we wanted to. So I'll give them credit for that. But I think that when you give me the full 13 episodes, I want to watch all 13 of them. If you gave me six and then another six, and you just cut one episode out, because I think most of these... We're now four seasons in. I think almost all of them have one full episode's worth of filler. Yeah. So if you cut out the filler. Well, some backstories go, but like there's always a a section that drags like that's uh, that episode where they were going into the backstory and it was um, uh, Connie is trapped underneath the the rubble of the building. Yeah. That was a pretty tough episode to get through. Yep. And they didn't really I do think, anything with Connie and her husband at all after that. I think that was the episode that made me go, yeah, enough is enough. I need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a short break not too long after that episode. And eventually I ended up getting Chinese for dinner. So fuck you people. That really made me want Chinese. <laughs> uh, one person that I think is a huge, huge hit when it comes to this, Misty Knight. She was actually... Pretty much the second main character. I was surprised. Yeah, when I first Googled it, I accidentally typed in stone. My bad. <laughs> it's just what you're used to typing in Google, you know? I don't remember what Misty Stone looks like. Let me look her up real quick. She looks an awful lot like Misty. No, I'm telling you now. Misty Stone. I think I like Misty Knight better. Yeah. Although Misty Stone's not bad. But uh, Misty Knight, man, that first episode, I was just like, yo. <laughs> Did she not expect a, to see uh, side boob. She got, a good, she got a good body. Oh, yeah, she's hot. But yep. does she have Arkham Detective mode on? What the fuck was that throughout this season? I don't know. I thought it was like a superpower or something. So I, I had to right. Google it, but there was nothing in her bio about premonitions and shit. 
Yeah, apparently in the comics, she gets a robotic arm, and they reference that with her being shot in the arm, and he's like, oh, you know, a little bit more to the side. You could could have lost the arm or something like that. But I don't see anything about her having any kind of, um, you know, weird fucking psychic Vision. stuff. Yeah. But they That's were trying hard to kind of make it seem like that, like like she was like the next person that took the pill in Limitless or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that was weird. But I really liked her character a lot, and I'm glad that she's going to be sticking around. Yeah, I'm glad she's sticking around. Before this season started, a lot of people were talking about Misty Knight, and they were like, oh, I'm so glad she's in here. And I'm like, oh, I have no clue who the fuck she is. Because <laughs> I, like, I mean, Jessica Jones was a character that I knew fuck all about. I knew that she had gotten raped by Kilgrave and that she was married to Luke Cage. And that was it for the most part. I had no idea who Trish Walker was, didn't know the nuke stuff. Um, Daredevil I knew quite a bit about because we've had more exposure to Daredevil. Misty Knight and Iron Fist and the Luke Cage stuff, I don't know anything about that. So everybody's making a big fuss about Misty Knight. And to me, she was just, she could have been a made up character for all I know. Yep. Same here. I went through here and there trying to look at like a couple other characters from the comics and stuff. Like I didn't know anything about shades, but shades was awesome. I loved shades. Shades was probably the best character for me, in my opinion. I was so glad when he survived that elevator strangling. Oh, when zip tried to do some BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck zip. Sugar's better. Yeah. (laughs) Sugar is so much better. Stupid nicknames, man. (laughs) Zip sugar. Cottonmouth. The fuck? At least Shades has a cool nickname. And he doesn't have his shit from the comics where he's shooting out laser beams from his fucking eyes like Cyclops. Oh, give it time. Season two. (laughs) Season two. (laughs) Be great. Uh, Oh, note that I uh, forgot to to say earlier. (laughs) I have a note written down from the episode... Uh, where it says, a fucking rocket launcher to the Chinese restaurant, question mark, question mark. Um, yeah, what the fuck do people get rocket launchers from, man? I was so surprised about that, because it was just kind of like, oh, okay, now we're blowing up buildings. Awesome. Instead of being like, yeah, we gotta show them a lesson, let's go in and shoot them, it was like, no, I'm just gonna blow the place up. And it was like, damn, okay. And Luke Cage had the similar reaction, it was just like, oh. Yeah, like, well, damn, that's a thing. Not going to deal with goddamn rocket launchers. Uh, I like that a lot, though. Um, what do you think about Diamondback? Is he a hit or a miss? I don't like him. I preferred uh, good old Cottonmouth. His costume, dude. His costume was so bad. Yeah, dude, oh. I I have to admit, that's on a plus for me. That's a hit. I laughed so hard when I saw that. It's cheesy as all hell, knowing what they tried to do. But at the same time, it was like, you couldn't do the thing in the comics, and that's as close as you can get to the thing in the comics. So I I tip my hat off to them if I was wearing a hat. They pulled off a better version of that than I ever would have expected them to. It still looks dumb as all hell. but The the thing that made it look stupid, right, had to have been the helmet, right? Oh, the the helmet helmet throws it off. His well, grin with that helmet was dodgy as fuck. It reminded me of uh, Judge Dredd. Yeah, well, you could see it through it at least a little bit. What threw me oh, off oh, about it, though, me. was he's got that thing, like the the backpack that's kind of giving him the strength and the gloves that are giving him the strength and the helmet, of course, which is going to protect him a little bit. 
How the hell is a hoodie and a sweater going to actually protect them, though? Was there something underneath think. that that it was supposed to be, or was that just, like, coincidental? I think it was some comedian shit. Maybe. Wizardry. Wizardry from Hogwarts, dude. Well, he did have the, uh, like, the other tech and stuff, so maybe there's something, like, a, I don't know, Nomex Weave or some shit like that, like they've put up in the past in different movies. Um, what do you think about Mariah? She's a, a hit for me because I really hated her. Like I, was I really, to. I really hated her too, especially towards the end. She got oh. get away. She gets away is so fucking frustrating because she like I wanted her to die. Episode one. Yeah, she she annoyed me throughout the entire series. She reminded me of um the chick from Dexter. I never saw Dexter. The head fucking. Boss on that, and she annoyed the fucking shit out of me. And then this character just reminded me of it. And I just wanted to fucking headbutt this fucking bitch. <laughs> she is a bitch, and man, she better get her come up and real soon. Well, I, I can don't on men and women violence, but fuck me, Luke Cage has got a patient of a saint. I would have bitch slapped that hoe to the next state. <laughs> I would have well, bitch slapped that bitch all the way back to Hell's Kitchen. The way we get around it is instead of having Luke Cage be the one that kills her, Misty should. Or Jessica Jones, either or. Or Jessica Jones. Or Claire. Although yeah, Claire, you can't really have Claire kill anybody. Eh. <laughs> what do you think about her still being the Nick Fury? Is she uh, hit or a miss? I like Claire. I like Claire a lot. Just keep phoning her into these episodes. She had a lot more Just... to do this time around than in uh, Jessica Jones, so that was good. And a lot more in... Um... And this than she was in Daredevil, too. Oh yeah, the uh, that one hospital thing was like it, right? I think so. She was in like what seven episodes of this one? Yeah, she was in a lot for this. The Daredevil one. She wasn't in too that too much. They did reference the uh, the hospital stuff though. That was good that they tied that into there. But now we've got the uh, the whole scientific experiment that they did with Luke Cage. That I'm assuming that that's kind of tied into the Kilgrave stuff. Maybe not, though. I don't know. So, but we have at least those things. The same thing with the the nuke stuff. And we've got the weapons from the Judas uh, bullets. We've got the Stupid hand and all the vampire-y people, I guess. I don't know what they technically are. Who the hell are the defenders going to end up going up against? Are they going to be going up against vampire cyborg... Uh, super soldiers with Judas bullets. <laughs> it's like impossible to kill. Then they're God gonna knows. need the Hulk to actually come down and wreck shit. So I still want to know where the fuck Daredevil was during this entire situation. He was on holidays, right? Yeah, he's just hanging out in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, with Foggy, getting foggy. Yep. And didn't they uh, split up at the end of season two? I don't fucking remember. It was too long ago. I think that that ended with like him. Abandoning Foggy, abandoning and working for Hogarth. That's and, um, one. Uh, what's her name? Um, Karen knows his identity now. Uh, identity, yeah. That's that's the hammer. What was the name of the one that Foggy was fucking in the story? I was trying to think earlier. The hot blonde. Yeah. Well, what was her name? I wanted to say it's like Marcia or something. Marcy. Marcy. Okay. Yeah, that was bugging the hell out of me earlier, and I forgot about it until right now. <laughs> I forgot to look it up. Um, one person I would I don't know if I would give him a hit or a miss it's kind of in the middle 
was Chico. Because I get what they were doing with the whole, like, the kids get involved in the crime and then they end up paying and a lot of kids die too young when they're in this kind of stuff or whatever. But, I mean, as soon as he was in the episode, I was like, oh, he's the same as that uh, the girl from Jessica Jones who's going to get killed in a few episodes. And, boom, he gets killed in a few episodes. And he gets killed Chico by Raphael, was, too. Chico is the guy who looked like a thumb, right? He had a very big head for the, the portion of his body. The guy who looked like a thumb? Yeah, he looked like a thumb to me. Chico? Chico is the one who died by the cop, right? He got strangled by the cop's tie. Yeah, by scarf. Yeah, him. Yeah, he looked like a thumb. <laughs> it was very distracting. <laughs> well, I would have to say, I I think another kind of mid-range thing is uh, Scarf. Because I totally understand the the temptation to do Misty's partner is a corrupt cop, but it's a trope, and I was really hoping that they wouldn't have gone down that route because it was like immediately he's kind of uh, kind of a dick, and I suspect that he's dirty. So I was hoping that he would have just been a jerk, and he's not on the bad side. And lo and behold, he's on the bad side. Just put it this way: if I ever, if I'm when I go to New York next year, right? I am not going to go speak to any police officers because I'm going to be afraid whether or not they're going to be a good guy or a corrupt piece of shit. Talk to the ones that go shopping for socks on the side of the road, like that other guy that got killed. He was a good guy. <laughs> Alboni, I think his name was. Oh, God, I don't remember his name. <laughs> I, I think, I, I'm positive it was like Alboni because it, it was funny to me. Alboni. <laughs> I tried to keep down all the characters' names, but I lost track of so many over the time. I mean, it took me a while to remember Candace, the uh, waitress. Yep. Which immediately, when she uh, recorded that message, I'm like, oh, she's dead too. Like, Yep, she's going to die. And it took me a long time to remember Bobby Fisher. Uh, Bobby Fish. I always come up with Bobby Fisher. Uh, he was kind of bland. I'm going to give him a miss. Which one was Bobby Fish? He was the guy who played chess. In the oh, no, I, I liked him. I liked him. I wanted more Pops instead. I liked Pops better. I preferred Bobby. Bobby was the comedic relief in now, like episode two. Did you think the same thing I did as soon as they showed Pops in the very first episode that he was the dead man? Yep. You you gotta kill off the funny, lovable black dude. It's like a rule. He's the father character that has to die. Yep. But I loved so much about the pop storyline. I loved, uh, I loved him as a fatherly character. I loved the idea that his, the, the a barber shop of all things is home base. Basically, that's cool. Neutral Sweden, it was, whatever. It was uh, Sweden. Switzerland. Yeah, Sweden. He said. I love that when when Tone killed him, uh, that Cornell killed Tone because it was like he actually respected pops. I love the Snap, Crackle, and Pop nickname thing, too. That was kind of funny. They got him all the things for him to get his nickname for. It's not that he's a father in the neighborhood. It's that he used to pop people in the face with his fist. I miss uh, Pops. R.I.P. Pops. Yeah, hashtag. 2017. Um, no, let's 2016, see what we got here. Whatever year it is. I'm so confused. I think it's supposed to take place in 2016. I don't know. I don't know. It, they did reference the first incident, not the second incident. Well, I guess they don't really care about Ultron. That was Sokovia. Yeah, I suppose. You know how Americans are. We're like, uh, 
you know, something happens in our area and it's the the worst thing ever, then 20 things happen elsewhere and we're like, wait, what? I didn't even hear about that. You know, we're really fucking <laughs> ignorant like that shit. You were the one who said it, not me. That's because I'm American. I can totally speak from experience. People will be like, do you hear about the bad things that happened in, uh, like, France? And I'm like, France still exists? Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh. Like, the Olympics that went down with um, uh, Brazil did not pay any attention to any of that stuff. Ding of two flying fucks. Nope. I mean, to be fair, partially that's because it's the Olympics and fuck the Olympics. One of my other misses, Domingo. Just sort of there. I didn't get invested in him. Oh, he was the Puerto Rican bloke, right? Mm-hmm. The Puerto well, Rican drug dealer. Was he supposed to be Puerto Rican? I don't remember. He was the, whatever, the, ran the boxing club. Yeah, he, I think he was Puerto Rican because they have to speak Spanish. Some kind of Mexican. Hispanic, I but I don't, really, I don't know if they designated it. But yeah, I didn't really like him all that much. He like He didn't really get to do anything all that much. No, he was just there to get punched in the face. Kind of. I assumed that he was going to get killed when um, Diamondback was killing everybody else. I'm like, oh, well, he'll just kill him. And then for some reason, he lasts a couple more episodes and then gets killed. And it was like, well, that was real fucking pointless. <laughs> he was a funny-looking dude as well. They were all funny-looking in the series. Like the main takeaway when it comes to Domingo is he really likes like Milky Way and Snickers and stuff. <laughs> Looked like that's what he was eating the whole time. I don't know. And he likes not using trash cans. He just wants to throw shit on the ground. It's like, somebody's got to pick that up, man. What the hell? Didn't he like did him. Like who lives with home with his mom. Nah. I think it's the hair. Yeah. Although, what what's better? To look like a guy who lives at home with his mom or to look like a thumb? Like Chico. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Chico. God damn. Wasn't too fond of Lonnie and his mom. Particularly Lonnie, his mom. Lonnie was the, the dude who got beat up in the police station, right? Yeah. Yeah, so his he, mom was a slag. He served, like, at least a little bit of a purpose. His mom, fuck that. Like, she she hits on Luke Cage twice, and then she bitches about her son, which uh, she has every right to bitch about her son. Shouldn't have been beaten, all that stuff, but didn't like her at all. Yeah, she was just a whore. She just wanted a game between, uh... But- in uh, Luke Cage's dick. In between his dick. <laughs> yeah, in between his dick and the balls. She just wanted the shaft. Uh, disappointed that we didn't see more of Luke's father in this. That was another miss of mine. They didn't really wrap that up. Although, kind of assuming that's maybe where they're going with season two, now that he's going back to, uh, to Georgia. Back to jail. Man, that sucks. He's got to somehow find his way back up to, to New York. Back into Claire's arms, even though he marries Jessica Jones. That was weird, right? Man, Luke Cage is just slaying it this season, though, isn't he? I mean, so he just got done fucking Reva, who turns out to be a bitch. It's like, well, I'm glad she's dead then. Fuck her. Yep. Uh, then he bangs Jessica Jones. Then he bangs Misty. Then he bang. he's getting ready to bang uh, Claire. Claire. I still like, reckon that was stuff that, that awkward. What, Claire and Luke? Yeah. I don't think so. Now, it depends on where they go from here. If they are still a couple when they do, like, the Defenders, then that's kind of cool. If they end up making it to where, like, you know, they move past it and stuff, then that's going to feel a little anticlimactic. 
Although, you know who we didn't fuck? Lonnie's mom. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say fucking Mariah then. Well, you know, I don't know if he's fucked Mariah in the past. Maybe that's a deleted scene, but... I loved when Shades was calling her uh, sexy and whatever, and it was like, mm, eh, you got some better choices here. Candace oh, is that, much better. That kiss was dodgy as fuck. I felt sorry for that dude. No amount of money in the world. What, for uh, Mariah and Shades at the end? Yeah, that was gross. I was expecting that for a long while, though. Like, like she's As soon as he started kind of hitting on him. Uh, how old is she? I don't know. Like, I was actually, like, I couldn't get quite a grasp of a lot of the different characters' ages. Like, I thought at first, like, honestly, and this is probably, like, such a huge, uh, huge insult to her. I thought that Mariah was Cornell's mom at one point. Mm. Until they actually said cousin. And she's 20 years older. She's 63 and he's 41. Yeah. See, I thought that was weird. Until she said, uh, he had said something about them being cousins. And then they started to go more into the backstory. I really thought that she was like his aunt or his mom or something. And I was just like, damn, okay, well, I'm pigeonholing her into an older age, age bracket, aren't I? <laughs> But I thought that he was a little bit older, too. He's, like, 40, I think. And I thought that he might have been, like, 51, 52. I, thought, I honestly thought he was, like, mid-30s. Oh, wow. We're, well, we'll balance out in the middle, then, for his actual age. <laughs> yep. But I thought that uh, Luke Cage, I thought that he was great from a lot of different aspects, of course. I mean obviously he's the main character, so we either have to like the main character or we hate the whole show, but loved how he was just this smooth operator. Totally believed that he was indestructible. Like, I didn't question that at all. What about you? I didn't question it either. I just thought to myself, this guy could be more like Superman if he could fucking fly. That is true. And how great was it when they showed that the homage to the main costume when he broke out of prison? He's just oh, like, you're a damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the tiara on and the the bracelets and everything. It was like, oh, God, this is ridiculous looking. And then they go ahead and they do the Diamondback thing later. And it's like, man, if they would have just kept that costume and had him fighting Diamondback, that would have been so fucking hilarious. And they kept his original fucking name as well, Power Man. Yeah, I love oh. the little references Pop's calling him Power Man. Because that would be something that you just kind of like, oh, look at you, Mr. Power Man. Like... <laughs> So I thought that was cool. Luke Cage in general, I mean, Mike Coulter kills it. He's perfect for this. Yeah. At first when they announced him, I was like, who? Because I just never saw anything he was in. And I thought that they were going to go with somebody like Terry Crews. But I'm glad they didn't. Terry Crews is too funny. He's also got a weird shaped head. Terry Crews? No, Mike Coulter. Why, it's like really, really round at the top? Yeah, it's really round at the back. (laughs) <laughs> you're paying a lot of attention to head shapes <laughs> well that's what you do when you get bored you know <laughs> uh, ri- random ass quote that I wrote down that I thought was really great one of my hits was uh, episode 4 when he was in solitary confinement and he says slavery was always a good offer to the master it's like that's good can't deny it I tell you what line I hated the most is in episode 12, when he goes to break up the robbery, he goes, ain't anybody got time for that? 
<laughs> he's pumped at that. Like, Ain't nobody why? got time for that. Yeah, why? Why throw that in? Just, just why? <laughs> what did you think about Method Man? Which was Method Man? He did the the rap um, on the radio station. He was oh, in the yeah, 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 yeah. Convenience Method store. Man. Yeah, not a fan. I'm kind of on the fence about it because I I totally understand where they're going from and what they were trying to accomplish and stuff because it's like, well, if you bring an actual rapper in there, it sort of makes it seem like it's the real world because it's like, well, even Method Man is still in this world and whatever. And the fact that they created their own theme song and it's talking about Luke Cage, that's something that probably would happen in real life where somebody would make a rap about it. But I don't really know. And I think that maybe that's just... Uh, I I'll put it out there. I'm the fucking whitest person out there. So some of these things are not going to connect with me and I don't follow method man. I don't really love uh, the art of rap, but then again, I'm the, I'm the type of person that I don't like any bands at all. Like ever. There's not a single band that I give a shit about whether you are pop country rock. Well, I don't like any country thing for sure, but um, so the whole idea of like getting behind like a musician for a movement for me personally means nothing, but I know that that's the total opposite for most people. I'm the abnormal one. So that, that didn't hit me as much as it probably did everybody else. But I overall, I'd probably give it a thumbs up. I'd probably give that a hit. It was very ghetto. Just having thoughts in my mind of Eric Cartman singing in the ghetto right now. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, the entire show was very ghetto. That's what it was supposed to be, though, you know? Yeah, and it was Harlem. Bro. Yeah, I mean, this is a comic that was the whole, like, black exploitation stuff, and we got Black Lives Matter going on right now, all the political stuff that ties in with that, and if this would have just ended up being Power Man punches a bunch of people, it would have sucked. So, really glad that they, they took it into that direction. And I'm also glad on top of that that it wasn't preachy, in a way that I thought it might have gone down. Because when they showed that Scarf was a villain, I was getting a little bit nervous that it would have been the only white guy was bad. Because And it's not everybody, but some people, and this is on all sides of all arguments, just end up either like by accident or on purpose just pigeonholing certain people and stuff. And I liked how there were good and bad people from all all sides that were Asian cops and there were uh, white villains and, you know, it was like all over the place like that. So I liked the, uh, the, the psychologist cop, that fat cop. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Fat cop with the lemonade. Yeah. I liked him. Like he was cool. And I really want to make, made me want some lemonade too. Didn't get I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie. I ordered some food earlier on and I had the lemonade. <laughs> I had a Sprite. I kind of didn't understand one thing, though. Why did they replace the uh, Superior to Misty about a couple episodes in? Like, what was the point in that? She basically was the same as her predecessor. Like, they were both black women, so it wasn't a matter of, like, well, we want to have, like, a different uh, shade of diversity here and have, like, a Middle Eastern woman come in or we don't have any uh, Native American men in there. So like to put them in there, it was like, well, that there wasn't a race thing. So that ruled that out. They both were hard asses. So that was sort of the same. 
I think she... it was because the other lady was bent. Maybe. Because her partner was bent. and Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just, I thought, like, I that was know. a I, little bit weird. I, I got confused with the switch. Yeah. I wasn't paying any attention at that point. I think I went for a piss and come back. Yeah, it was just uh, that type of thing where maybe, like, why not just make the other, the original, uh, was it a captain? Was she a captain or was she a, like, lieutenant? I, I don't know what rank she was, but. Captain. I no, thought she was a captain. captain. Because. I know that she was saying that the chief the was on her the ass. Hostage, but the hostage situation, she said there was no captain there, so she had to take the ball. I think oh. she was just a head detective. Maybe, yeah, but I mean, like, that that could have been the same character. It was like, let's just trade one for the other. Like, the other one could have been, I mean, like, the Priscilla had that relationship with Mariah, but what if the other one just had that relationship? It was kind of like, well, why make two characters out of one? That was a little bit weird, so I didn't dislike either of those two characters, but it seemed like what it was unnecessary to split them, kind of. I mean, like, um, you know, like, we had Pops. And we had Bobby, two different characters, a lot of different things that separated them. One needed to die and one needed to stay alive. So I understand why there was like two people working for the barbershop and you've got Diamondback and you've got Cottonmouth, two crime lords in that area and stuff, but they come from different backgrounds. They've got different agendas, that kind of a thing. So that separates those two, the, uh, Reva backstory, like she's not the same as the scientist who's going to live going forward because you needed Reva to die and you needed the scientist. Like there's all like specific things like that. And I don't know. I kind of think she could have just uh, stayed on and been the other cop. But so that was a little bit of a negative. Something else I thought of, uh, I don't know if this was just me. It totally could have been. Did you notice about midway through that the frame rate was weird? No. Could just totally be my TV. I don't know. It's brand new TV. So only about like episode six or so. It was like episode six and seven. It seemed like they filmed with a different frame rate or whatever. Something was off about it. Maybe I was just tired. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I have to give another miss to the main theme. I want to give a miss to the entire music and the entire fucking thing. Uh, see, I wouldn't go that far. I'd, I'd give a, a hit. To most of the music, but the main theme I didn't like. God, that main theme reminded me of Everybody Hates Chris, and I fucking hate that show. Never seen it. Don't want to. Terrible. <laughs> uh, let's see what other notes that I had down here. I loved... Uh, <clears throat> not not that I loved. Uh, one of my favorite characters that's been popping up here and there is Turk. Oh, fucking Turk. I love this man. And... The fact that he just gets around all over the place is great, where he's like, I'm going to go back to uh, to Hell's Kitchen because you're all crazy here and stuff. And it's like, Turk, either he either he dies in the Defenders or he never gets killed. No, he never gets killed and never gets caught. Just keep him as like a fucking low life is great. Turk's awesome. It's class. I fell in love with this character since day one, since Daredevil just punches him. And I loved in what was the Daredevil two where he's got the he's running the guns out of the back of his trunk and he handcuffs him to the car and stuff. Turk's great. I don't know how the hell he's going to be a part of Iron Fist, but he needs to be. He wasn't in Jessica Jones, was he? Maybe I don't really know. I can't recall him ever being in Jessica Jones. He might have been like one quick background thing or something. 
I kind of feel like they should have had him in there. But then again, like, where were their stories have crossed? It sucked. Unless maybe he was, like, talking to Luke Cage or something. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, one bone I have to pick. Tony Stark, after six months, knows everything about Peter Parker for the most part. He's got YouTube footage that he's bringing up, showing him, you know, like, uh, stuff about the webbing. Luke Cage's video goes viral. You mean to tell me that they're not going to be a part of Infinity War? That's Tony because... Stark for damn sure knows about this now, and the Sokovia Accords weren't coming into play here with Luke Cage, a guy who has bulletproof skin. The government wasn't getting involved. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't show up. That's because Tony Stark was too busy looking at children on the internet. Well, we don't know what he does on his off time. Pipe, uh, Pepper's not around anymore, so he's got to do something, right? <laughs> 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 not advocating that by the way he is a villain right now though Tony Stark yep but if they do that then it's way too far then it's like okay he needs to die if he's some fucking creep but uh I, yeah they need to figure out a way to excuse why S.H.I.E.L.D. is not a part of this even an off reference or something but even in this S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show they can mention it yeah just have like um I don't know, like some random side character from that show up. One scene is all you need. And you can even film it from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people and just insert it. Just give them, you know, uh, access to your set or something like that. Can't be that hard. So that is a negative for me when it comes to just... They do a lot to build the world. They got a lot of tie-ins, but they always ignore Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's so fucking weird. I don't understand it at all. Have Quake pop up for two seconds. She's cute. See more of her. So, all in all, I gotta go hit-miss or somewhere in the middle. I'm going hit. Not as good as Daredevil Season 2, but then again, I don't know what else necessarily will be. Really curious about where Iron Fist is going to land on this because Iron Fist is fucking weird. And I'm not too into the character. So again, it's going to be like kind of far into me to get into all the mysticism and like, I don't know anything about the Meachums and stuff. So I got to look up some of that stuff over the next few months, but you're going to go probably a miss, I guess. Um, probably. I don't know. It's, I'm still on the fence about it. I'll give it another watch with the final. Oh, I ain't watching all 13 episodes again. I didn't do that for any of those. <laughs> oh, I was, like, my family watch it in, like, week one, two, and three, so on. So after 13 weeks, I will, I will leave a comment below <laughs> and go give my final verdict. But at the moment, it's a miss. Well, I want to know what everybody else listening to this has to say about this. What were your biggest hits and misses? What do you think about the overall season? How does it rank compared to what we've seen before? What are you interested in going forward? Make sure you drop your comments below, whether it's now or 30 weeks from now, (laughs) whatever the case may be. Uh, Sean, anything you want to toss out for the people to follow or anything? No, no. Just just stay tuned to whatever Tony's got going on. He's a good guy. Subscribe to his shit. Damn right. I have a good guy to do it. (laughs) 
Well, if you want to help out with anything on that regard, obviously, guys, everybody should be subscribing to the Fanboys Anonymous YouTube channel, following us on Facebook and Twitter, and continuing to check out fanboysanonymous.com for anything else that's coming our way, because who knows the next thing I'm going to tackle, but uh, whether it's going to be something on the fan track side of things, or it's going to be another review point or whatever, at the very least, I know we've got Doctor Strange coming up, so that's going to be a couple things we're going to take care of. I think I got a new unboxing video coming up about like a couple days from now too, so that's another positive. Um, we got the new uh, CW TV shows coming out soon, which I will totally check out. The Flash, totally on board with checking out Legions of uh, Legions Legends of uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, even though that show is kind of meh. Done with Arrow. I'm done with Arrow. Supergirl looks pretty good though this year, just because it's got Superman in it. Uh, I've still only seen episode one. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Superman's going to around. Who knows, maybe. Uh, might do some kind of a little recap for that, though, if that ends up being something I get the itch to do. But whatever the case may be, everything's going to be here on the channel and on the website. So that's all you got to do is follow those, and you'll find anything else that's uh, going to be coming up in the future. So thank you all for listening, everybody. This is another edition of the Review Point Down in the Drain. Time for us to geek out. Adios. Adios. <laughs>